When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. like our mate Lee Ellis, the only place to read your emails and tweets. Oh, that's so sexy. It's Wednesday, April 14th. This is the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets, and that right there is Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Hey, guys. Hey, Tassie. We got the hotter of the Top Shot Hot Boys, Trey Kirby. hey Hey! And last but not least, making the magic happen, just like that souped-up intro there with Lee Ellis, is J.D., Hello. There he is, and here we are. So when did that come about, J.D.? Did you ask for that, or did he send it in? That was unsolicited. (laughs) (laughs) Typically. Here's a shot of me walking down the beach, if you'd like to use it for uh, beach step. How can I resist, you know? (laughs) Stupid, sexy Flanders. (laughs) (laughs) All right, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Please like comment and subscribe to no dunks on youtube our goal we've set a goal task i'm not sure if you heard it on our daily show this morning without you but uh 40k by the end of next week that's what we want to hit here with our no dunk subscriptions wow we're achievable goals yeah 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 yeah, i mean like i was talking about how we've slowed down recently it's still upticking you know there's new subscribers every day we appreciate everybody that's done it but uh yeah 40k feels attainable i think we can get there by the end of next week let's do it okay yeah the numbers say so let's do it let's do it it's it's just a touch above what we usually do it's kind of like reaching for 50 wedgies in a shortened season you know it's like it's Mm. it shouldn't happen but we can get there we can get there yeah okay here's what if we get to 40k by the end of next week we'll reshoot something very sexy with lee ellis on the beach (laughs) less clothing no rash guard interesting yeah as he's walking away there since he's strolling down the beach okay so let's get aquaman yes that's right (laughs) i think lee likes the movie aquaman what do you think (laughs) i don't think he's ever seen it yeah. yeah, he would like it. He, he might like it, but he's definitely never seen it. Unless no. he accidentally saw it on a plane or something. And that's <laughs> unlikely because Mrs. Doubtfire, he's always watching on a plane. So I can't wait to hear him uh, comment on Mrs. Doubtfire flying from Atlanta to Turks and Caicos and back. Oh, what a guy. Okay, but we are here on our own beach. The only place to go yeah, read we own your emails beach, and tweets. Baby. That's right. This is our beach. So let's get into our questions here. Hey, fellas. Saw a clip recently of a very young James Harden comparing his game to a combination of two players. Here's the clip. Player right now in the league that people can say, yeah, I can see James Harden being this type of a player. Maybe uh, two players, uh, Ginobili and Paul Pierce put together. Manny Ginobili and Paul Pierce. Wow. I mean, isn't that absolutely perfect? He banged it home, and the emailer said, yeah, I think he was spot on. Any other players you guys can think of that are a perfect combo of two other players? Keep up the hard work. That's from Alex M. I mean, that was a young James Harden, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he projected exactly who he was going to be later on in his career, exactly to a point where, you know, we've got Paul Pierce and James Harden sharing the same pastimes. I mean, the extracurriculars, <laughs> exactly the same sort of line of work that they like to get into. So, uh, yeah, James, and how many guys compare themselves to Paul Pierce's game? Not too many. Not too many, no. 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 You said unique. that was a young James Harden. That was a young Chuck Squirsky asking that question, too, wow. wasn't it? That's a good catch. Yep. That was the young, young. I mean, he was working for the Raptors back then? I Probably. S- wow. Long, long time ago. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I went with the, the big hitter here. I went Zion. Uh, I, okay. I, I decided... I know there's all these names being thrown out about Zion, but I, I don't like the Shaq comparison. Because he's not a back-to-the-basket guy. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's monstrous and he's agile, and people forget how agile Shaq was in his younger days. But I'll start with Charles Barkley. I think he's, you know, he's got the Chuck in him that's 
Uh, he, he's good enough to handle it from the outside and get to the rim for a monstrous guy. So he's got that in him. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the conventional LeBron. So I think he is that wow. kind of he's – that, he's that in-between. He's that in-between where uh, he can get to the rim. He's, he's got the, the finishing ability of LeBron at the rim. He's got the handle uh, of Chuck. But he's kind of like in the middle of both of them. Like, handles-wise, I think he can, he can beat Chuck. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know if he'll ever get to LeBron status. And then shooting-wise, he could also beat Chuck. Um, but I don't know if he'll ever. I don't know if he'll ever get to LeBron status either, because uh, you know he's just such a conundrum. Like he is shooting a decent percentage, but he's not shooting a lot from from the outside, and he'll never be as bad as Chuck's twenty nine percent. But uh, I, I just, I, I, you know, I'm I'm like everybody else. I am marvelled, but with the way Zion Williamson is playing basketball, so yeah, I see the I see the I see the Chuck and I see the LeBron and and where he's going to fit there. Who freaking knows? I was tempted to throw in a little Julius Randle, I guess, because he's left-handed and because he's bigger. Um, and but that's that's too easy. Maybe I was thinking lefties because James Harden's comparing himself to uh, to Manu as well. But uh, that's mine. Who you guys got? Go ahead, Trey. You got a good one. How many three-point attempts per game do you think Tony Parker took in his 18-season career per game? <sighs> Not a lot in that a Spurs. Lot. I think it was like one and a half. Sure. That, yeah, sure. 1.3. Yeah. Pretty good guess. That's why for me, that comp for Zion is Shaq plus Tony Parker. You would never think of that, would you? <laughs> but Tony Parker, Tony Parker could get anywhere he wanted on yeah. a basketball court. And the place he wanted to get to was within 10 feet of the rim. His career shooting distance is 10 feet and in. It's crazy to look at. This guy, you know, was an incredible point guard, but not a perimeter player. He wanted to penetrate into the lane, kick out to get uh, shot attempts for his teammates or finish with a floater or at the rim. That's similar to what Zion is doing right now. Obviously, Tony Parker's a lot better playmaker because he grew up playing point guard. Zion's mm-hmm. learning it on the fly in the NBA, but he's got the handles like Tony Parker to get exactly where he wants, and then he finishes as good as Shaquille O'Neal does. So, I mean, I'm happy to go for that easy part of the comparison with uh, the strength and the, the finishing ability, but He's got the floaters. He's got the flip shots. He's got the touch around the rim as well. Uh, And size-wise, he's probably right split in the middle between Tony Parker and Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. Is he? Yeah, I guess he's probably... Your mind immediately goes to him being a lot closer to Shaq, uh, just when you're talking about... uh, not just like the height. I, I see what you're doing, like uh, the little nesting dolls within each other. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, Zion's going in Shaq, and then Tony Parker's going in Zion. So that makes sense that he's in the middle there. But uh, wow, what a fascinating comparison! I love it, Trey. Really thinking out of the box with that one. My goodness, mine is mine is something we actually were like uh, tinkering around with on this morning's uh, podcast task, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. I was putting Trey in a tough position because we were talking a lot about Paul George and uh, you know whether he can keep up this unbelievable play that we've seen at times in the regular season and the streak he's on right now and can he do it in the playoffs and that's a huge question mark with him because he's had some obviously some great moments back in his Pacers days had some disappointing moments especially last year in game seven with the Clippers there but what type of PG we get and we were like you know Trey was saying he's a number two he is the He's like the best equivalent of a number two that you would really want or that you can get in a league. Like he's maybe not your number one guy, but man, if he's your secondary, if he's your Robin to your Batman, that's awesome. You know, so can he be a Scottie Pippen? And, you know, at at first glance, it's like a little crazy. I think Scottie Pippen is one of the greatest players of all time. I think he's actually criminally underrated. But I did a little deeper dive, Trey, just to check the numbers, like in terms of their like... I can already tell it's going to hold up. I can already tell this is going to hold up just like Tracy McGrady did. Yeah, it's not crazy if you just pick, like, let's say the last six years of Paul George. So the the first season back from his injury, full season, up until now. And then you take, like, Scottie Pippen's best, like, window of anywhere between, like, six and ten years, which is basically what it was. So chop off, like, the end, Scottie Pippen. Get rid of the first couple of years. And, man, it's it's similar. There's a lot of similarity. Now, I think Scottie Pippen was a much better defender. Then Paul George, I think Paul George is good. I think Scottie Pippen was elite. But PG, in today's game, obviously shoots more threes. I think he's more of a natural scorer than -hmm. Scottie Pippen. But otherwise, the numbers are not insanely different. They really aren't in terms of, like, even usage percentage, PER, like those type of numbers. So, yeah, I will go a little crazy here because people hate Paul George, so they're not going to like it. But in PG, there's a little Pippen. And when he is on these tears that he's on, and Trey, you were alluding to it there because we talked about it on the Top Shot live stream that we did when we were talking to Rip Hamilton and Channing Fry and stuff like that. 
PG, when he's got it going, like in this mode right now, where he's like slithering around people, he's so smooth. It reminds me of a little Tracy McGrady when he was going bonkers, obviously in his magic days. Just the way he moves and his ability to catch fire from three and obviously put up a lot of points in a hurry. So that's a wild one. I'm sure people won't like it because they hate Paul George tasks, but uh, a little pip and a little like Tracy when PG is locked in. Now that's the problem. The consistency is an issue for him. It's okay. It's okay. You can commit to Paul George being a good player. He's a very, very, very good player. I know people want to hate on him. He talked a lot. I know know Trey brings it up. Trey's not a Paul George lover. There's no doubt. Uh, But the guy got to a conference final a couple times. Like he was, yeah, they're they're sort of 1-1A player in, in Indiana. He was their best scorer. And I know, yeah, it was, uh, as, as some would put it, yeah, he was a superstar by circumstance because Derrick Rose was out for a little bit there. Uh, but I, 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 he's, I don't know if he's a number two. Like, I think he's a 1A. I think he's, he's okay. Like, I know that's, I guess, a little bit of cheating. It's a little <laughs> bit of, uh, uh, it's a little bit of the bracket, like what the athletic was doing, you know, Seth Part now was labeling guys as either a 1 or 1A or 1B or 1C <laughs> or 1D. I forget how many letters it went deep. Uh, but um, I think he's, yeah, at, at this point right here, right now, you wouldn't say he's a, a guy you can rely on to win a championship on his own. Right. Um, you would definitely never say that about Scottie Pippen either. Uh, no. Although, you know, we just watched the last dance. You wouldn't. You just wouldn't. And that is not to knock him. I mean, at all. He, yeah. he, was, he was good when Jordan was obviously off. He was great. He's putting up huge numbers. He's still an all-star. Um, but, yeah, he's not. I don't, think you're, I don't think you're feeling extremely confident building your franchise around just that guy. In Pippen or Paul George. Uh, yeah. Or Tracy McGrady, by the way. Sure. If we get mm-hmm. to it, you know, you, he need he needs they need that secondary guy, and most guys yeah. do. Like that is again not a knock on any of them. Yeah. I don't think Paul George had more playoff success than Trace McGrady. I mean, that's that happened. Uh, he got to conference finals a, a couple times, and he was there. He was there in Game Sevens with LeBron. He was the closest, I, I think. I, I know, uh, you know, the, we've we've done this before. The top five teams that. Almost got LeBron when he was in the Eastern Conference, and the Bulls and Pacers are, you know, you can mm-hmm. call them 1A. One, one I'm going back to the 1 and 1A. One I mean, I, I thought the Pacers were the actually the closest team, but, yeah, those uh, just couldn't get over the hump. But I'm a Paul George stan, uh, you know, and, until <laughs> Ooh, he— That's yeah, risky, I know. risky. I know, risky I know, business. I know. I know, he, but but I guess I guess it's just his style of play that I like, that, I, that he is that— slithery snake out there and he's not a snake because he yaps about people but he slides around like he's he's out there getting to his spots yeah like t-mac using his agility and using his sidesteps and it was hard not to think of uh paul george watching jason tatum last night like you know there's there's similarities there for sure absolutely all right let's hear your perfect combos guys out there drop them in the youtube comments i love that stuff little frankenstein work there but yeah cool clip from james harden saying that like before even making the nba i assume that was like Sort of his pre-draft Probably stuff, draft right? Stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's mm-hmm. pretty wild. To nice go with call, Paul Pierce and the Ginobili one for sure. All right, next one here. Hello, no Dunkaritos. I was thinking about the vast amount of talent in the NBA, and I couldn't help but think ahead to the potential All NBA teams this season. At the guard position, the field seems especially stacked, with only six guards. Uh, making the teams, that makes sense, you know, two on the first team, two on the second team, two on the third team. It means at least three of the following nine players are going to miss out here. James Harden, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving, and Bradley Beal. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's wild when you wrap your head around that. There are also other few candidates in the, hey, what about this guy categories like Zach Levine and Jalen Brown <laughs> and even Ben Simmons. So my question, what are your current predictions for the 2021 all NBA guards, or put another way here, of those nine that I first listed, who gets left off? Warm cup, bubble ties, saucium. <laughs> this is from Andrew whoa, whoa, whoa. in Perth, Australia. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bit of a stretch. Um, so so, so let me hit you again there, Tass. You can answer this one first. The nine guys he listed, uh, and maybe tell me if he's missing somebody, but Harden, Curry, Luca, Dame, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie, and Beal. Look at that list. Those nine dudes. That's tough. And, That's and tough. those those aren't even guys that are sort of borderline forwards that you can, you know, push to the forward spot. Like they're all 
guards mm. period you know you sometimes you can squeeze in a Kawhi Leonard you know he could be a guard or forward or a Jimmy Butler or whatever but yeah. uh the forward spots aren't even weak either Yanis <laughs> LeBron Zion Durant Paul George Kawhi Tatum those six spots are going to be filled anyways you can't squeeze it in or people will say why not have three forward spots get rid of the center spot like they do for the all-star game but Joel Embiid Nikola Jokic, probably two MVP candidates, plus Rudy Gobert, all three centers. So we are in a period where we're, we're just we're just swimming in talent in the NBA. I mean, <laughs> look at all these guys. So it's, yeah, there's nine of them there. I think that those are the legit ones. Yeah. We can leave off the what about those guys. Yeah, um, I think so. No, no offense to... Trey, your guy, Zach Levine, or Jalen Brown, who had an awesome He didn't make my list. No, Uh, Zach Levine didn't make my list. And yeah, Jalen was, he had a chance early in the season. Not so much anymore. Yeah, look at those dudes. Those nine guys, it's it's time to split hairs. I mean, I I think there's two Nets on there and there's two Suns on there. And Mm. the fact that, you know, Kyrie hasn't played a ton of games, for me, he'd be the guy who gets left off from the Nets. Um, Wow. And I... I, yeah, I, you know, James Harden right now has played more games than him, although he's out too, so this could change at the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, I think you take off a net. I think you take off a sun. Now, this is the hard one. Uh, this The sun. Uh, whoa, whoa. I, I think it's going to be Chris Paul who gets left off, which is nuts. This is Chris Paul we're talking about. But yeah, I, I would leave off if, if it was me coming to this very difficult decision. I think it would be Kyrie. Chris Paul, and it probably will be Bradley Beal just because he's lost, even though the guy's leading the freaking league in scoring. So <laughs> is it's he hard. still leading the league yeah. in scores? Yeah, he is. Yeah. At points per game, at least. Yeah, Lillard has more total points, but yeah. Right, yeah. So that's tough. I, I, I think, yeah, it was just, it's, you just got to find a way to cut people off of this list. So it was easy to do that with multiple guys from one team. That's, that's where I sort of started from. Uh, Larry throwing out a name that wasn't mentioned that maybe should be in the mix, at least the one about these guys. It's Trey Young, I think, is going to be sort of included in there, especially with the Hawks winning a bunch of games mm-hmm. now. I, I, I don't All think right. he makes this top nine here that we're getting at. Sorry, though, so. Larry, we forgot a guy in the <laughs> what about these guys category. Yeah, yeah. But okay. he is, yeah, Trey's not going to make it this year. Um, well, okay, so you're ultimately saying, to answer the question, you're saying you're taking Kyrie off, you're taking uh, Bradley Beal off because the Wizards are like 20 and 33, yeah. And, then, and then you're taking who did you I'm take Chris Paul off? Chris Paul I, off I don't feel good about it. Okay. And I'm leaving Booker on there. But yeah, it's when when you say those names, taking them off the list, it feels wrong. But then you look at the <laughs> look at the guys who are left. It's Harden, Curry, yeah. Luca, Lillard, Booker and Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I think like five of those guys are sort of locks. And then exactly. it gets into like maybe that Booker one there. Like, yeah, I think those ones you said, Harden, Steph, Luca, Deem. And I think Mitchell. I mean, the guy's like a 25-5 and guy on the best team in the league. Like, come on. He's like, he should be in the MVP conversation. He's not going to be, which is wild. So he's a lock. Yeah, that leaves that one open spot. So, Trey, um, how do you tackle this? Good luck. I'm the same. I'm the exact same as you, Skeets. Curry, Doncic, Lillard, Harden, Mitchell. Lock them in right now. And then the question becomes, do you want, which of these two sons do you want? Chris Paul or Devin Booker? I'm going Devin Booker. If you want Chris Paul, that's an easy Case to make as well. And next question, do you want two nets? I don't know. Uh, I can see it. I mean, they've been the best team in the league since they got James Harden, despite not playing with all their guys. Sure, you can make a case for Kyrie right there. Or do you honor the guy who is the absolute best at one thing, Bradley Beal, uh, a leading scorer in the NBA, or Ben Simmons, the best perimeter defender in the NBA, a guy who's barely even getting mentioned as a, hey, what about this guy, which I think is totally fair. So for me, the last spot would be Devin Booker, but... There are cases to be made for all of these guys. Guard position is absolutely stacked right now. And as Tass mentions, that's the case for all of the positions here in the NBA because we are swimming at the talent beach, as they're <laughs> saying here in the stream team. Taking a dip in that talent pool. Okay, I get all these reasons why maybe you only want one net on the team and you're going to go hard and over Kyrie, but... Can I just read you Kyrie Irving's season right now? It is sort of insane. And again, I think it's been overlooked probably because he has he's on a team that has two other all-NBA guys. But he's played 38 games, Kyrie Irving. He's averaging 27.6 points per game, five boards, six assists. And his shooting percentages right now are 51% from the floor, 39.8% from three, and then 90.7% at the free throw line with a, basically a 25 PER. And the wind chair is obviously uh, very, very high there at the point guard position at 5.6. That's, you know, he's like a 51, 40, 91 
guy at scoring 28 a game with all these other stats, too. It's, I get it. He's taking these games off. Personal reasons. He seems to like to sort of be there, and then he's not. And whatever. The Nets continue to win games. He seems to still have a great relationship with his other star players, with his head coach. So it's sort of like a who cares if he played more games. I think this is a lock that he's in there, but... Maybe that's held against him. Maybe the way the media thinks about him is held against him when it comes to picking these. I don't know. We don't get a vote. I wouldn't care. But uh, that's wild to me that mm. those are numbers that wouldn't be on an all-NBA team, especially a guy that's already made all-NBA teams too. This is like a career year for him. It is a career year. It is sort of flying under the radar that he's having a career season. If I'm buying a ticket to watch one guy play, I don't care if he's all on, on the all-NBA team. I'm paying for Kyrie Irving. And I want to be close because <laughs> all the little things that he does, you know, with with the little trickeries, with the little, you know, the little cut dribbles, little little pushes with his one hand shooting with his left hand. Like I got to be able to see that all close. But he yeah, he is he's and one balling out there, but then the percentages hold up. Like he yeah. has improved since last year when at the beginning of the year it was just supreme iso ball and he would just take the ball at the end of games, but he's found the perfect balance of allowing James Harden to sort of run the show and then him being the, the guy. Uh, I think Harden takes off so much pressure off uh, Kyrie Irving, but, um, you know, kudos to Kyrie for also saying that, like, I'm not going to have to handle the ball the entire time. Uh, you are the point guard, as as he famously said earlier in the season to James Harden. And, yeah, it, it is it is nuts. It is it's flying under the radar for sure that Kyrie's having his career year. And, and you know, Kevin Durant, when he talked about um, what he's after in basketball now, it's that self-improvement thing, like, you know, finding love in the in the process and all that. Like, Kyrie did that. He must have because he, he got better, and, and he's he's more accurate even though he has more trickery in his bag. And it's, it's, it's a blast. We're swimming at that talent beach. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Welcome to talent beach, everyone. Grab a drink. Uh, Kyrie's a weird guy for, when you just look at his accolades. He's a seven-time All-Star, but only a two-time All-NBA selection. And I think maybe like some you know, post-All-Star game sort of injuries came into play and he doesn't have the games and like all of this talent pool that we just talked about at Talented Beach here in this league for the last couple of years of the position. But that's sort of just wild. I don't know. I, I hear you guys. He may not be making this, but that's crazy. That's just, uh, it's just crazy. Um, but that's awesome. That's a good problem to have, I guess, for uh, fans of the NBA at the, at the very least. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, Row or ride at home or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, let's take it off the court. Okay. Howdy, friends. Aaron Rodgers recently made his debut as a Jeopardy guest host. What current NBA player would you like to see fill in on the iconic game show? My initial thoughts, Draymond, Rondo, Boban. Thanks and keep up the great work. <laughs> That's from Matt Mees, Matawaran. So, Skeets, who do you got hosting Jeopardy? Well, I have a question for you guys before I get to my answer. 
I, I, I see the clips going around on Twitter, but I haven't watched a full episode where Aaron Rodgers is the host. Like, has he been well-received? Because I know they're rotating in, like, guest hosts. Like, uh, Ken Jennings, I believe, already did it. Um, but Trey, Rodgers did two weeks, I think. Okay. I mean, did people like him? Like, I know there was some, like, the only, <laughs> cl- the only clips I saw were, like, funny little, like, people didn't know about the Packers or something like that. And then he can, like, come back with a little quip. But, like... Was he struggling to read the questions? <laughs> was he like smooth with it? Like I'm just fascinated. I mean, I wish I watched. I should have watched. But Trey, any insight? No insight at all. Okay. I'm the same as you. I've just seen that it was happening, and I've seen the laughs. But you got to think that you know a legendary quarterback is kind of a, a very good call for a Jeopardy host yeah. because they're used to processing information very quickly and making these decisions as soon as they can. Got to be able to handle uh, a questions board just like you do um, a clipboard. <laughs> If you yeah, will, yeah. If, you will. if you're talking uh, schemes, okay. X's and O's out there. Well, yeah. the stream. I don't know. Has... I don't have answers either. Just questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, look. The, the, yeah. Just like Jeopardy. Uh, um, the stream team is basically saying he's maybe the best guest. I guess Katie Couric was okay. Doctor Oz sucked. I'm not sure about Ken Jennings, um, but whatever. I guess Aaron Rodgers is doing. Okay, anyway. Rude Dog says he's a pro and a total student of the game. He was breaking down footage of Alex Trebek. Not a joke. That's the dedication of a quarterback right there to get prepared to do it when the time comes. Yeah, I think there was an article on The Ringer about how he was like really wanted to do this and was taking it very seriously. And people were like, what are you doing? You should be like practicing in the offseason, blah, blah, blah. And he's like... This isn't that long. Like, we shoot a bunch of episodes in, like, a somewhat small time frame. Like, relax. Like, um, so, yeah, he wants to do it. So, good. My NBA player. Like, like those were funny suggestions uh, from, the, from the emailer there, from Matt, from the Mies. Um, you know, Draymond Green. I get, okay, Rondo. I guess he's going with, like, they could be, like, get angry at the contestants and, like, you know, sharp wit and stuff like that. Boban, okay, it just would be hilarious looking. Um, but I think... The funniest person to me in the NBA is Clay Thompson. Like, mm. I just find everything he does hilarious. Just his dry delivery, just his, like, confidence in himself. So it does, he doesn't seem to care what anyone thinks. So I just, like, I don't know if he'd actually be good at hosting Jeopardy, but I think it would be must-watch because everything <laughs> Clay does is must-watch to me. So I'll go with him as my, my answer. Though a couple other suggestions. I think on pure, like... The uh, like a pure charismatic guy. I think De'Aaron Fox, uh, having the chance to have talked to him a couple times and you see him in interviews, I just think he's like he's just so smooth. Um, so I think you know Alex Trebek was just smooth, right? I mean he was quick. He was just like even keel, but he could get his little jabs in. So I like De'Aaron Fox. And then if we want to stick with like an international host, because Alex Trebek being Canadian, a legend. Well, what about Stephen Adams? Uh, who also is a funny guy, would look funny in a suit asking these questions. Um, so those are my three. But I'll go Clay ultimately. Trey, you got anyone else? I think Steven Adams said uh, there was that time Russell Westbrook bought everybody suits for the Thunder to walk in on. He's like, next time I'm wearing a suit is at my funeral. So <laughs> that'd be interesting to see uh, what kind of attire he brings to Jeopardy. My original answer was Jimmy Butler. I think he's got great reactions and he's just he likes to perform for a camera as yeah. well. But after last night... It's got to be Anthony Edwards. The guy is the best interview in the league right now. Imagine getting a Jeopardy clue. You give your response, and he's like, who is he? I, never I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know anything about Renaissance painters. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like every night he's got a great line. He had the line about R.J. Barrett being the one that the, the Wolves wanted to shoot the ball at the game against the Knicks. He had the one where he's like, coach can't play defense for us. He just says words. He had one with Malik Beasley earlier this year where he says uh, they were talking about a how they actually had, a, they had a slow start. They came back, said something like, it starts with us, but we got to do a better job of getting each other ready. And warm-ups, feel like we beat bullshitting, missing layups, not going full speed. So no more bullshitting? Yeah, no more bullshitting. <laughs> and then, of course, my man is out there bullshitting all the time in the layup lines. I think he's so funny. Every time they turn on the camera, uh, he's magnetic. He's got a, a fun delivery, I think, a unique delivery. It'd be very interesting to see as a Jeopardy host. But wouldn't he be funnier as a contestant? Oh, he would be great. Right. He would be hilarious. He would be like he would be a celebrity Jeopardy contestant, like yeah. in a Saturday Night Live sketch for sure. Yeah. Who do you got, yeah. Tass? I, I think all these guys you guys are mentioning are just they're too funny. I, mm. I think we forget. I Alex Trebek, Trebek was he was dry. Yeah. He was dry. yeah. But that's he where was, Clay is sort of dry. I think. True. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I think his his funny came through. I guess Clay's too. Like, yeah. You know, like Steph obviously he says basically what you say. Skeets there, like you know, he's he's the funniest dude in the in the league because you know it only comes out every so often. Mm-hmm. Just like Alex Trebek, you know, he, he kept it straight until he needed to whip you, and that's why it was funny because it was just so rare. So Clay's a good one. I, I'm going someone super duper dry that you would just never think is funny at all and you probably forget from time to time that he's in the league but Harrison Barnes okay I get it I get okay, it he's just, okay, right? he's just a guy I get it I, I mean he's a good basketball player but I want someone serious not a perpetual jokester and just those rare quips to be amplified because they come out so infrequently and he like has he has he ever told a joke you have to look it up. You have to look it up. I, I get it. Wow. I mean, you have to Google. You have to Google Harrison Barnes joke, but he's got a couple in his career. And uh, I think if he was a Jeopardy host, he'd be able to pull them out just often enough. He wouldn't overdo it. Like Anthony Edwards is freaking hilarious night to night. Like he is. If we talk about like social media MVPs, I mean, he's running away with it. Nobody True. is even within 100 yards. But Harrison Barnes once said, after he left the Warriors uh, and Kevin Durant came in and everyone was talking about Kevin Durant, they asked him about it. He's like, it's like I died. Like, no one's talking about me anymore. Or uh, when he went to the Mavs the next season, after I Googled this and I figured it out, he had a long off season because the Mavs didn't make the playoffs. He's like, I thought I retired. My summer was so long. You know, that sounds yeah. like an Alex Trebek kind of joke. <laughs> sure. So uh, that's, where I, that's where I stand. Like, just keep it. Keep it close to the vest, you know, and don't, don't pull out the jokes too often. A lot of people are in the stream team saying, like, Blake Griffin, who is a funny guy, naturally. Yeah. People were saying Joel Scott. Embiid. Um, you know, there's some Coach Pop suggestions. OG Ananobi, another super dry guy, dry. if you want to go that route. Uh, so, yeah, let's hear your suggestions mm. for an NBA player. We'll keep it current. Uh, that should be uh, at least a guest Jeopardy host. Uh, Has anybody seen uh, Blake's new prank show? No. Has it aired? Just the previews. Yeah. Uh, Has it aired? Oh, I I didn't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's on True TV, isn't it? Because I saw Zach Harper writing about it. I figured there'd be an episode out, but that's just in in preparation, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Somebody watch it, and we'll do a whole entire podcast (laughs) on prank. Uh, All right. Our next question here. I saw a pair of enormous sneakers in a New Orleans thrift store. They were Nikes. (laughs) Still in the box. And it appeared to be DeMarcus Cousins' signature shoes. I did not buy them, but I think about them a lot. What's a piece of basketball memorabilia that lives rent-free in your head? That's from Raymond F. Uh, One of the more fascinating questions we've gotten in a while. Raymond can't stop thinking about these Cousins' (laughs) shoes that he saw in a thrift store that I guess, uh, you know, he believes were Cousins. So, Trey, what's uh, what's living in your noggin there for rent-free? Uh, right now, what's living in my noggin is two songs based on this email. The first one is Werewolves of London. It starts with a line that says, I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. And that's very similar to me <laughs> to, I saw a pair of enormous sneakers in a New Orleans thrift store. Yes, <laughs> and then he says he can't stop thinking about these shoes. So now I can't stop thinking about I've been thinking about shoes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll have those in my head for the rest of the day. As for an answer to this question, a piece of basketball memorabilia that lives rent-free in your head, a Dennis Rodman tattoo shirt from the 90s. These came out like uh, right when the Bulls acquired Dennis Rodman, 95-96 season. Ahmad Rashad did a little spot during a game about, look at all these crazy items you can find in the Bulls gift shop, including this Dennis Rodman tattoo shirt soon they were everywhere they were at sports authority is the place that i specifically remember it uh but they got too popular rodman and his agents caught wind they sued the company fanatics with an x uh that was responsible for them for a million dollars because the tattoos weren't licensed they had to settle out of court for something less than that so only a few thousand of these shirts exist they show up on vintage sites every now and then Usually in terrible condition, which is why I haven't got one yet, but I can remember hanging it, seeing it hanging on the rack thinking, this is the coolest shirt I've ever seen in my entire life. Of course, I was 12 years old. I'm not so sure how well a Dennis Rodman shirt would have gone over in my particular household at the yeah, time. Right. <laughs> but, oh man, I wish I would have bought this uh, 20 
25, 26 years ago because I would be wearing it to this day. I mean, I will yeah. say it's like that feels like what you see current NBA players wearing, like that type of style, right? Uh, it's yeah. not that far off. So, uh, yeah, he was ahead of the game, head of the Ed Hardy, I guess, uh, Dennis Rodman was, <laughs> as the stream team is pointing out. Um, that's a good one. Oh, man, I could see you in that, Trey. I hope you uh, land it one day. Hopefully somebody in the stream team or somebody listening or watching later maybe has one tucked away in an attic somewhere that can hook you up. Oh, I would love to see it because, like I'm saying, I've, I've you know, I Google this. I'll throw it yeah. in an eBay every now and then, and most of them that comes up, pretty yellow around the neck, pretty ratty. Ooh. These things are old, and there's not a lot of them, and the people that seem to have them seem to love wearing them. So, oh. I don't know. i got to find a classic sometime. Could you, you not just, you'd... like, replicate it, I guess? Well, then I'm going to get sued for a million dollars and have well, to settle out yeah. of court with Dennis Rodman. Oh, man. Well, at least that's a story we could talk about on the podcast. <laughs> that sounds like a good happen. podcast. All right, yeah, I'm exactly. in. Okay. You think those people would bleach the collar before posting it on eBay <laughs> or something, you know? Like... Or just Photoshop it even. Like, yeah, exactly. As is. Yeah. As is. Yeah. <laughs> as is. Uh, Tass, anything, uh, you know, sports memorabilia living rent-free in your head? Well, I've seen uh, recently this old Blue Jays phone from like the 70s oh, or 80s wow, that's or something. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, the the baby blue just piercing that's awesome. uh, through the photograph. Yeah, it, it is awesome. From uh, That 70s Sports tweeted it, and they tweeted about an old baseball player as well, Tom Hankey, who used to play for the Toronto Blue Jays. I know he's one of your favorites, Steve. Mm-hmm. So he made a joke about calling down to the bullpen. He wrote, how many times can you call your wife and say, get hanky up before she divorces you because I'm about to find out. Uh, yeah, this, it's, it's like I would like having this dumb thing, um, but it would just, you know, sit and collect dust. You know, it's one of those yeah. things, obviously. Like, I'm not buying uh, phone service just so I could have this. <laughs> uh, We're getting a landline again. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think Anthony Edwards knows who Tom Hankey is? <laughs> Because that Great would be question. awesome. Maybe Dwayne Ward, Tom Hankey, Rance Mullenix. Um, is, mean, this a, is this a like a bullpen phone, you know, that would be in the dugout and that's that's the phone? I don't, I, I don't, I think, don't so. think so. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't remember an era where they weren't on a wall. You know, yeah, like, was this thing true. ever on a wall? Um, like, you know, old phones... They generally, yeah, you'd think they would just be sitting on a desk, but they all—they were always on a wall, right? Like, but there's probably a time uh, where we, they weren't we mounted. Had one of these, JD? Did you ever have one of those? Like that didn't go on. Oh no, the no, wall? no. Was... oh for sure, for sure, sure yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. I just mean like in baseball. Oh, in, in the bullpen, mounted. yeah, they weren't like uh, yeah, pulling it around. <laughs> yeah. It was it was stationary on the wall for yeah, sure. Yeah, the pen. Yeah, I thought you point, were talking about houses, Tess. Sorry, my no, bad. no, no, no. <laughs> um, those are good. Do you have anything, JD? I mean, I know you're not collecting a lot of sports memorabilia, but no, I have a lot of sports memorabilia living rent-free in my house right now from our set but other than that no yeah we'll get those boxes out when we get a studio don't you worry jd yeah we're just there's new talk now in the no dunks world we're just gonna buy a house and build our own studio we're not even gonna rent anything so we'll have all the room in the world just a place to store our old stuff that's all we did yeah why not make it our own i just i just had to toss some starter stuff because it was all bent up and stuff yeah there are posters that were just uh, they didn't survive. They didn't survive. <laughs> no, and no, Look, hey, if we've learned anything, it is give anything that you have that you want to have for the next 20, 30 years, just give it to Dickie. Give it to yeah. Lee's dad, and he will keep it in pristine condition. I don't know how. I don't even know where, really. I guess in some bedroom or some attic. But, uh, yeah, we should have we just sent all of that stuff to Dickie is my point. And then whenever we need it, just send it all back from Australia, right? I'm not, I'm not wrong. <laughs> He's got point. everything at Lee's. Lee's got all this stuff still. Yeah, that's true. I did find our flag, by the way, with, with oh, all nice. the signatures. Hey, so, good. So I put that aside. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the one one thing we really got to get framed and keep. I don't oh, really care yeah. about anything else. <laughs> Run it up the Dude. flagpole and fly it in front of the house. <laughs> oh, yeah, mount it. Uh, great idea. Oh, yeah, a lot of people hang flags down here in the States sure, off, sure. Uh, off their front porch, be it like an American flag or even like their what school, school flag. You go to? Yeah, that's a that's an odd the one. The starter school, Turner, Turner Broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good idea. Uh, I don't really have an next answer. One, you guys yeah. have hey, the y'all. best answers. Yeah, go next one. Okay. Hey y'all, I was surfing channels the other day and had to do a double take when I saw this. Tass and Skeets are still in the TV guide description for court surfing <laughs> up here in Canada. 
Yeah. Our names are part of the description. At first, I thought they were re-airing a super old episode of Court Surfing, which would be a strange thing to rerun because it was that night's games bouncing around to each game. But upon further investigation, I realized that the episode was current, but the description hadn't been updated in nearly a decade. Yeah, we don't have that technology up in Canada quite yet. <laughs> uh, long live TBJ. What's something in your lives that is long due for an update? But you just haven't gotten around to it and possibly never will. Keep the classics rolling. That's from Matthew in Saskatchewan. Nice to get an email from Saskatchewan. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we put a few NBA teams in Saskatchewan to get this email from Matthew. Um, yeah, it is weird. We always get like a tweet every couple of months, it feels like, tasks where somebody notices this thing that you guys are still, still in the write-up somehow. The TV Guide description that you're still hosting court serving, even though we haven't hosted it in uh, what? I a mean, decade. It's a decade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like at least close to a decade. And we didn't yeah. even host it that long. Nope. We didn't do it all that long, right? Nope. Yeah. So that's very strange. Um, I don't know who hosts it, by the way. Like, I know Akil, Augustine, and uh, Randy. Randy Urban. Yeah, they definitely did at some point. I believe they maybe still do, if that. Uh, I don't know. They I'm still do a court there. surfing, though, as I in think so. the hopping around games? Interesting. Yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah. Don't don't quote me on that. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it's on NBA TV Canada. I'm not yeah, that sounds sure right. how often it happens, but uh, yeah, 99% sure they still do it. Yeah, yeah it's wild. Um, but why haven't they updated that is very strange, uh, <laughs> but I hope they never do, so we're always in that TV guide. But what is something uh, that, you know, in my life is long overdue for an update and I just haven't gotten around to it. Sadly, for me, and I'm happy to not hear this is the same for JD, it's my green card. <laughs> I have been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And when I mean putting it off, just like getting all this documents, getting like I gotta go get this birth certificate from some hospital up in Stratford somehow sent to me, you know, all this crap you gotta do. Uh, you know, it's just like a pain in the ass. And I'm busy, and I just keep putting it off. And I will, like, the possibly never will, no. It's happening. This is why I'm saying this out loud. Mm. You know, lock it in. I got my taxes done. Check. Now let's lock <laughs> in on this. Uh, so green card will be uh, the next thing in store. And JD, I mean, good news was coming your way recently, of course, with uh, with you basically getting it approved. It's Yeah, we got the notice saying that it's been approved. We just haven't actually got the cards yet, which okay. is pretty, pretty huge. And I feel you, man, because it is it was daunting at the beginning. And now that I'm at the end of a three and a half year journey, I, I don't I don't envy you. I don't envy you. I think that's what happened here. Like, I don't know, for whatever reason, you got a little head start on me. You did it. And then I saw just the complications that were arising oh and it just God. like was making me fearful. And yeah, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And probably, I hate to say this, JD, but watch it just go like 10 times oh. more smoother for me. I have no you have doubt. kids that will and all happen. that, too. Yeah. Yeah. There, was, yeah, there were four green cards we had to get. So that's but right. still. Well, congratulations. So Thank that's you. my answer. Uh, lock it in. I'm going to get started on this damn thing uh, <laughs> with my immigration lawyers. So, yeah, really excited about this. <laughs> it sounds like fun, man. Can't wait to get yeah. some support from, letters from taxes to green cards. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if any of you out there in the stream team want to write me some support letters oh to stay God. in this country. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I know who I'm going to. Uh, but Tess, you got an answer for this one? Yeah, I'm glad you asked me because I got a super boring answer as well, sticking in the uh, paperwork department. I don't. I haven't made a will, and I don't think I ever will. I just. Mm. It's not to get dark here, but like. You know, people will figure it out. If I die, I die, you know? It's like everybody else will just add, My loved ones will get my stuff, right? I mean, yeah, it'll but just Tass, happen. you're making it easier on oh, them. Oh, I, I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I actually... Um, it's, it's a hard thing to start, though, you know, as, uh, mm -hmm. as an adult. You just, you know, you don't, don't want to think about your decline at any point or, you know... But, yeah, of course, you're setting your loved ones up. It's very, very important. I actually... Uh, I'm a little like Dicky, like Lee's dad in this instance. I cut out an article uh, years ago about about writing your will and and where to start and how difficult it is. Like I literally figured, uh, like literally <laughs> took scissors to a newspaper and I wow. cut it out. Like I couldn't find it on the internet or something, but I have it somewhere, somewhere that 
that if even if I do write a will, that is something that I will never I was look gonna, at I was for sure. Say, actually, but I do could have. Could you give me that? Could you write that in your will when you <laughs> pass on that I get that news clipping so that I can do my will and that I shall pass it on? Yeah. One thing I definitely am going to put in uh, in my will is that our friend Trang once wrote on a piece of paper that she was going to give me her bar cart if she ever died, and I want to make sure that I get that. Uh, because that was a sweet bar cart. Wow. <laughs> she basically, you know, our friend Trang, yeah. this would definitely be, be something she would up. do. Yeah. yeah. It's like a four letter, like I O or a four line IOU type thing about her giving me her bar cart and she uh, perishes. But uh, anyway, all good. All good. Okay. She's alive and kicking. And uh, <laughs> she still she's has not, her bar cart. She's not stuck in a sleeping bag somewhere? No. Okay, good. No, she's good. Uh, Trey, what's your answer to this? Well, I thought of a boring one, too, hearing from, <laughs> about the score. I need to call up uh, there, talk to some HR people to track down my retirement savings account from my couple of years of employment <laughs> up in Toronto. So it sounds like we all got a little paperwork due ahead of us. Yeah. Yo, get Sally on the phone. <laughs> You're, I know, I know. I can call in the big guns, Tassie. I can call in my Tom Hankey if I wanted to, but I yeah. occasionally no, you gotta no, make I didn't mean. I didn't mean your Tom Hankey. I didn't mean your Sally. I meant... Sally from the score. I know what I said. That Sally, Sally F, not Sally K. I thought you meant Tom Hearn, not Tom Hankey next door. Talking about his horses with us. I think about Don Moen every day when I go wash my hands. Uh, wow. Oh boy. Oh, Nadi O's loving this part of the podcast. Yeah. I'll tell you, that. he's crying. Jokes right for one. Yep, exactly. Um, JD, do you have an answer for this? Uh, it's basically my look. It hasn't been updated in probably seven yeah. years. I was going to. I grew out my beard and then that's it. I, that's basically what I'm clinging to. Like I, I used to shave my head and I used to have different facial hair and stuff, but now I just grew the beard out. I got my, my haircut, my fade or whatever. And I'm, now I'm just clinging to it. It's not like I, it's not, there's no like changing it up at this point. It's just, just hold on for as long as it lasts. And then, you know, then I'll just be an old guy. That's it. I All mean, right. I guess I got to write my will too. Now then you go get your haircut again, JD, you get that fade going again and you feel like a million That's bucks, true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you say, Tess. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say haircut too, JD, like something to switch up. I've been basically the same haircut for at least I don't know, fifteen years, I think. Maybe more. Hasn't really changed all that much, except I did add the beer. That you was the nice, beer, my yeah. switch up in the last couple of years. I somebody I saw somebody early in the stream team said I haven't seen this show in a while. Skeets has a beard? Oh, my God. <laughs> Big fan here popping in for beach stepping. Hasn't been around in, I don't know, how long? Almost two years, something like that. Um, okay, so... Your your look, your overall look. look, your vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have that. You don't have that big baby Davis photo handy, I guess. Hey, JD, uh, or you updated not handy, your look since. Not I handy. mean, no, okay. I'll I'll find it for the end of the show. I'll uh, okay. I'll, I'll dig uh, it up. Like, all right. Sorry. Well, we got a, a few questions left here, so you got a little bit of time. Our next one is uh, fellers. With all of the NBA Top Shot talk happening, it got me thinking about my hottest highlight reels as a human being so far in my life. It turns out there's not a lot, but one moment that does come to mind was in a high school basketball game when I pulled the old throw it off a guy's back when inbounding the ball and quickly score a hoop. Now, here's the best part. This person, Ian P, actually sent in the clip. So this is his eventual top shot moment. Here it is, his high school game. Oh, Oh, yeah. Nice. Well done. Oh, the fans love it. The cheerleaders loved it. So awesome stuff there, Aaron. Thanks for sending that. Ian, thanks for sending that in. One of my proudest basketball moments, he continues to write, if you guys could pick one highlight of yours to make it into a top shot pack, which one would you choose? It could be a sports highlight or just a life highlight. Bonus, if it's on video, uh, embrace the day. Again, that's from Ian P. Uh, thank you. That's a yeah. fun, fun question. Um, I didn't come through with the video. I didn't think about that part. Yeah, I know a lot, a lot of people were recording our high school games up in Stratford. Uh, but I've told you guys the story before. I think if I had to pick one basketball one, it would be when I did the 360 layup 
in practice, by the way, on <laughs> the biggest guy on our team, Daryl Smits. And, oh, Daryl! Uh, made him look like yeah. a fool. This guy was a big, big guy in our high school. He was like 6'7 or something like that. And I jumped in the air and did the 360 around him and finished. But I actually think sports-wise, Tass, you'll like this. It might be a baseball play. During some <laughs> tournament. Because I played baseball growing up. I got somehow put on first base, like, you know, to play, uh, to play defense, which is like... Not for the small guys like me. You know, you're usually, I play in center field. Sometimes I'll be playing short, stuff like that, to move around quickly and stuff. But I was on first. Again, I don't know why. <laughs> Someone must have got hurt or like, there was a weird substitution <laughs> or something. And it was a close game. And I believe we were, like, leading by one. There was a runner on the base. And someone just, like, cracked one down the line. And I just did the, like, wild dive, like, to my right and just snagged it super high. And it was shot out of a cannon. And everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> like, it was actually, like, a legit, like, solid baseball play. So I think I go with that one. I want the rare. Because you would think I would go a basketball top shot moment. But let's make it a baseball one. That might be more rare. That's a legendary <laughs> moment. So that's mine. That's like an air top shot. Jeez, <laughs> Keats playing baseball. Start the Rounders <laughs> music on it. Yeah, drum on that one. You're like a young Vladdy Guerrero out there playing the one bag. Sure. Yeah, I got the same sure. same size as him, same, right? Yeah. yeah, same build. Same fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. what do you have, Tess? Um, well, I was drunk a few years ago, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I this was when we were living in Atlanta. We were at our friend Doug Miller's house, yep. and. Uh, I've forgotten to wear deodorant that day. And I thought my, my solution in that moment, being in Doug Miller's kitchen, was to bite one of his apples and then proceed to use that as my deodorant, to use the apple as my deodorant in my armpits. And, uh, yeah, my lovely wife, Danielle, videotaped it as well. So here's the footage. No, I didn't, oh, I didn't give it to you, Jacob. Wow. No, I, I was so excited awesome. for a second. I was like, really? I was there. I got videotaped. Yeah, that was one of those moments that uh, I, I actually had to make sure no one was watching. So it was like it was my one and only time at Doug Miller's house. Like you know, not a not a great friend yeah, by any means. Yeah, not someone sure. I'd feel comfortable saying, "Hey, Doug, got my apple in your armpit. My your apple in my armpit. Don't worry, I'm not going to put it back. Like I didn't put it back in the basket. I mean, not that much of an a hole. But uh, I mean, why didn't I just go to the bathroom? I that's a Fair Good question. question. <laughs> but I, I literally stunk. Like, I think we had been out all day long, so that was my solution, was a, an apple. You know, I'm a natural guy. I like, I like natural <laughs> solutions, so I thought an apple would be the way to go. But an apple really doesn't absorb the stench either. So <laughs> nope. No. Weird this move. is a fascinating life hack here. Uh, nah, yeah, take a bite out of an apple and, and wipe it into your armpits to cover so up it didn't, the So it didn't work is what you're saying? Nah. Nah. Did your armpits get sticky? I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't. I don't I, I'm gonna say <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I guess say no. I mean, my pores just kept on uh, pushing out the the juice. So no, I would say no. <laughs> that was uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It was a chomp and stomp, which is like a chili festival here in Atlanta, which we were out all day. It was hot. Mm -hmm. Then you're also possibly eating chili, which makes it even weirder. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of stank going on here in the in the south when you're yeah. uh, in the humidity and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, kind of shirt were you wearing crazy. to uh, to maneuver to your pits? You know, if it's a button down, you can open up a side, kind of get in there pretty easily, or you going <laughs> up uh, like up a t-shirt or down yeah. the collar, down right? the collar, sure. <laughs> or that's yeah. how a lot of Dennis Rodman shirts got ruined. People that's actually right. get a little <laughs> on their collar. <laughs> yeah, I probably uh, it probably resulted in a little apple bacon neck, you know, going right <laughs> through the collar and, and getting in there. I, I don't. It was a tea, you know. It was it was a casual day, casual day, and uh, <laughs> you I know, wasn't... a casual chili shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a long. It was definitely a long day, and I don't think I don't think anyone, like you said, there was a lot of stenches happening. Yeah, you know, there was. So I don't think it really mattered. But I, yeah, I just reeked. I do remember that. <laughs> Cool story, bro. Wow. What a what an NFT of Tess <laughs> putting a, a bit apple on his armpits. I mean, that would go for millions. You can't convince me otherwise. Uh, Trey, what, what's your answer for this? Uh, mine was baseball too. I I once wow. went from first to third on a bloop single. <laughs> wow, it was the fastest I've ever felt. Had a sick hook slide into third base. Avoided the tag. Grabbed it with my left hand. My dad wasn't able to attend the game, but he told me afterwards. 
I heard about your slide on the radio. A great slide by Kirby. <laughs> wow. wow. This has got to be a good slide. I mean, yeah. to me, it's the only slide of my life that I can vividly remember, but... I go to bed most nights thinking, how awesome would it be to slide into a base, right? Like, that's something I'm probably not going to do again. Uh, maybe oh. if I get into a softball league, but even then, I'm more than sliding. willing to take the out. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably take the out instead of the strawberry on the leg, but sliding is fun. I miss sliding, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, but now, now these guys, they uh, got, like, the oven mitt on their hand, too, yeah. right? To, uh, Safety. They don't break their fingers and stuff like that, catch mm. them on cleats and catch them on the bag. They're expanding the bases in the minor leagues. They're making them, uh, they're going from 12 inch by 12 inch to 15 inch by 15 inch. Get it bigger. So wow. There's less broken fingers. They're trying that out. Yeah, less collisions. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, JD, do cool you have a, a moment, you know, that you would love to uh, have made into like a, a top shot type highlight thing? Yeah, actually, I have two, and I have videos for both. Yes. Wow. Uh, the first one is the time I beat Lincoln at the uh, the the game Seen It. You know the DVD yep. mm-hmm. trivia movie game. Yep. And so this was the the exact moment that I won. Here it is. You are a winner. You are the winner. Okay, excellent. I pay a lot for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, like to ask for the next one, I was quite drunk, and it was the time I got the hiccups, and I managed to capture some of it on video. Guys, I have the hiccups. It's bad. Real bad. Wait for it. Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> Rachel with the Jesus. <laughs> I also definitely thought you were setting us up for a fart there. I don't know why. Like when uh, you were saying, hold on, here comes the hiccup. Hold on. Here it comes. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a legit hiccup. Uh, I don't fart, so that would never Yeah, happen. that's true. That's true. Well, that's why it would make it very rare as an mm. NFT. <laughs> the yeah. one JD fart ever. Yeah. And it's recorded. Mm. Sounded like there was uh, machines all around you, like you could have been in a hospital because <laughs> yeah. right? you had the, the hiccups <laughs> so bad. Right. It was not intense. trapped wind or trapped <laughs> wind, I guess. Trapped wind. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. We were in a hotel room, and Rachel was working the safe, I think, mm. at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where you had the water to help uh, get rid of your hiccups, so you keep it safe. Very key, uh, obviously, the safe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Oh man. Okay, we're, we're almost done here. Great videos. Uh, one more question. Hi, crew. Since you're fans of both basketball and Survivor, I thought this could be interesting. Last week, the new trailer for Survivor Turkey caught my attention as they announced an ex-NBA player will be on it. Marko Jaric, a Serbian player who you'll remember from the Clippers and Timberwolves. They play beach basketball, and Jaric repeatedly tosses a guy who's trying to front him in the post. Just throws him like a rag doll. Get out of here. Uh, which which retired player do you think would be good at beach basketball? <laughs> Cheers and stay safe. That's from Doga. Yeah, and there's also a, another clip we, we didn't include, but Yarich is he's getting real into it. He's like, hey, if you don't want to win, leave. Either you play or you win. One or the other. So uh, I've never heard Marco Yarich talk, but then I heard him talk that talking the the Turkish version of Survivor. Wow. Why is he on Survivor Turkey? I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, interesting stuffs. They've got survivors everywhere, huh? They, they do. It also didn't look like that was on a beach to me, that clip. It looks like it's, like, indoors for some reason. Like, a weird, like, mm. indoor volleyball court. But I guess there's... Yeah, I guess they've just built this weird thing around it. Like, this looks hilariously bootleg, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> how is that basketball? Like, how is that beach basketball? If anything, that looks like... I mean, there's a hoop. There was soccer. a hoop above oh, okay. it. does look like a net, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it is. <laughs> no, there, there's an actual hoop that's up like 10 feet. But yeah, I'll send you guys the clip. Sure. I'll slack it to you. I might get into Survivor Turkey now. I'm going to start watching that. Like, that's uh, that's an interesting comparison. Like, they got Marco Yarch. Um, who did the uh, American version have? Cliff Robinson. Cliff right? Robinson. Right, I guess. Scott Pollard. Oh, Pollard. Yeah, that that's more of a maybe like a somehow comparable, sure. I guess, sort of players. Um, Cliff Robinson, much better. Huh, okay. Sure, um, you got a, an answer for this one. Which retired player do you think would be good at beach basketball? Yeah, I misread this question. Thought it said beach <laughs> volleyball. But my answer still stands. Like, uh, okay. Chase Budinger, 
he's an actual legitimate beach yeah. volleyball player right now. Yeah. So he would probably also be good at beach basketball, considering he was an NBA basketball player. The guy was like an incredible, the best high school player, high school volleyball player in the country uh, when he was a senior in high school. He can obviously do it at a professional level now. Uh, so he has uh, he has the basketball background. He knows how to run on sand. I think that's a, a, an underrated part of uh, beach volleyball as well. So probably beach basketball is the same. So, yeah, even though I prepped completely wrong here, I'm feeling good with Chase Bunger. <laughs> Going with Bunger. Do you think uh, Steve Kirby was listening to Chase Bunger uh, volleyball high school <laughs> games on the radio like he was with you? That was an underrated part of that story. Yeah. That was broadcast on the radio? Yeah, I'm sorry we skipped over that part. It's yeah. on the radio. Yeah, like our high school games, uh, WSPY. S, Sandwich, P, Plano, Y, Yorkville. Play all the local high school games, you know? You never know if, uh, wow. who's going to take uh, Plano versus Earlville. It's going to be a tough one against the Raiders. That's crazy, man. So that's why, yeah, Steve's driving around and he's hearing, ah, Kirby with a great slide in the third. What a slide by Kirby! Uh, yeah. Was it head first or foot, feet first? Feet first, feet first. Uh, I don't know. I like to think of myself as a bit of a Roberto Alomar there when I'm doing the slide to the side. Shh. Oh. oh. Yeah. On. Okay. All right. So Chase, you're going with Chase because sure. it doesn't really matter. He's probably good on the sand. Yeah. Who who was um was it Joakim Noah that was the one doing all those crazy workouts with uh Laird Hamilton? Yeah, doing those crazy like underwater. Wasn't JJ Reddick doing those two or was it Kyle Corver? Like that underwater stuff where you're like holding boulders and like you got the crazy conditioning. I feel Corver like they were sounds doing... somewhat familiar. Yeah, I think there was an article on that. Um you know, they're older players now, but give me Kyle Korver. Let's put him on a survivor turkey and see how he can do on this weird basketball version of beach basketball, I guess is what they're calling mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. I don't really get it, what's going on. So uh, you're not dribbling it, I would assume, but it's like netball no. in a weird way. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah, like go Korver. Uh, yeah, is Chase Bunninger going to be on the American Olympic team or what? Because he was legitimately trying to get there, right? Mm. Um, uh, the stats I saw were that he started 2018. He was the rookie of the year. The next year, he won an AVP title and was named most improved player. So, wow, it seems like he's good already and is learning how to play amongst uh, amongst the greats. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Yep. Interesting. Um, there was a great answer, I think, in, in the uh, the stream team here by Grant Westbrook. I know it's probably. Mm-hmm. Probably a standard answer, but to be good in sand, you gotta really want it. Like you, you gotta really have a strong desire to get through sand over and over and over again. It's probably Russ is a good one. Like he wouldn't give up. So I'll go with the conventional answer of Russ. Oh my God! Now I really want to see Russell Westbrook on Survivor. <laughs> wow, because that'd be fascinating. Because everybody thinks he would be like a bit of a hothead and would maybe get mm-hmm. frustrated with other people. But then by all accounts, he's like such an awesome teammate. So we would get to actually see maybe which one it is, or maybe it facilitates back and forth between the two. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I would see him being almost too loyal to his alliances, right? Like, I think mm. he would be so angry at, uh, at his opponents that he would never, like, he would be the one who would never flip which would probably leave him vulnerable to a blind side, which is why he's got to go all out in the challenges. And in that case, yeah, I can see him <laughs> throwing some guy who's five foot eight, 130 pounds, throwing him 25 yards just so he gets to stick around for another day. That's Westbrook for sure. Okay, that'd be a great one. Let's get Westbrook on Survivor before it's all said and done. Would love to see that. JD, any luck finding that photo as we wrap up this very fun edition of Beach Steppin'? Yes. Here so it here is. it is. Yeah, it is. guy. <laughs> Things have changed, JD. Things have changed. <laughs> yeah. For the better. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. You look. You look great now. <laughs> uh, translation: You look like shit in this photo. What the hell was going on there? Yeah. You look like honestly ten years older in that photo, which was ten years ago. So that is yeah. a good thing. That's what you want to hear, right? Yeah. That's that's good. That's good. Benjamin Button over here. Yeah, that's right. A couple of legends in that photo. <laughs> there you go. No doubt. I see three for sure, Sarah. Okay. That is another fun edition of Beach Step. And thanks to everybody that sent in your questions. Keep them coming all week long. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. You can tweet them in, at nodunksinc. You can leave them in the YouTube comments. Help us defeat the algorithm. Let's like and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Let's get to 40K by the end of next week. We said it's a very attainable goal. Let's do it. 
Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash nodunks. And we'll be back tomorrow on Thursday, tasked with what you need to know. We got The Daily Show live at 10. And then, of course, Tass is what you need to know on Friday. And we got The Drop Podcast as well coming up. Lee will be back next week. Can't wait to see that guy and his uh, <laughs> his longer locks and the salt on his face still. I bet you he doesn't even shower when he comes home. Hopefully he can get back in the country. <laughs> there was some concern about that. Yeah. We'll see He'll what happens. He'll be fine. Uh, He'll be quick, fine. quick correction. The Daily Show will be at 9 a.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good catch, J.D. I forgot about that. We're bumping that up tomorrow. So join us even earlier than normal for The Daily Show after Tass's What You Need to Know. Look. Just subscribe already so I can stop saying this stuff and you get it automatically. Please subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube or subscribe to No Dunks wherever you download your podcast from. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, the show is going to be a little bit earlier tomorrow morning because you got to get them vaccinated. Hey, hey. <laughs> Dose number two, eh, JD? Yeah. Can't wait. Brace the day, people. You could stay.